Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. What do you do when no one else is watching? What do you do that makes you happy for no reason at all? What are you obsessed with? I'm Leslie Arfin, and I'm a writer, but I'm also a dancer, a painter, a vapor, a dollhouse enthusiast, and basically just an overall hobbyist. My podcast, Filling the Void, is all about what other people are fanatically into. We talk about hobbies, even if you don't have one. Listen to Filling the Void on Tuesdays on the Erios Network. And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Hello, I, this is Kathy, and I'm here with Irish podcaster writer, journalist, Rosemary McCabe. Hi! Welcome! Thank you for having me. Uh, so this is the podcast where my husband Dave and I walk home from the movies, but I'm not with Dave today because Rosemary is in London, coincidentally just after Frozen has been released, uh, and Rosemary's an amazing feminist writer, so I really wanted her take on this movie. So welcome. Thank you so much. I was actually thinking that afterwards we should do like the Bechdel test. Yes. And see if it passes the Bechdel test, which is when two named female characters have a conversation with each other that is more than two lines and that is not about men. And I think this movie will, because I think the I first think one it, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah I'm pretty what, sure it will. What are your feelings on the first Frozen? I really loved it, but you know what? My my abiding memory of the first Frozen is I saw it one time on a plane, and it was I think I was flying with United, where they don't have individual screens. There's one for the whole cin- for the whole plane. So like during the day there was a kids movie, and then in the evening there was an adults movie. And during the kids movie, when they, there was a kid next to me who had her headphones on, and she just kept singing out loud, and she kept saying like "Let it go, let it go," <laughs> and her mom kept trying to get her to shut up, but the kid obviously did not really understand. Like I'm not in my living room anymore. So I have such warm, fuzzy feelings about it because of that kid on the plane who sang through every single song. I think her little heart did. I know, it was so cute. So actually, you saw it after all the buzz? No, so I think I saw it in the cinema, and then I saw it with my nephew, who cried so much when the parents didn't come back that we had to switch it off. And then I saw it again on the plane. So I've seen it probably three or four times. And I've actually only seen it once. um, Oh! Yeah, in the cinema with Dave when... We lived in Australia and I was incredibly homesick for my three sisters. Oh and no. I watched this movie. It was uh, it was like very profound for me. I was very moved and touched by it. That sounds awful. It was it was not, it was like I was I was like I wish I was here with my sisters. Um but it was such a I found it such a joyous movie. And all the things that have been said about it since, you know, and that it turns Disney on its head and it's it's actually about a female journey that isn't about getting a man and yeah but 
There's yeah. stuff going on in here that you wouldn't think were so important, but because of how Disney movies have always been, they were yeah. important. But you know what really annoys me about it, and it's more about myself than about the movie? I did spend the whole movie waiting for her to get with your man, Han. Not Hans, the other guy whose yeah. name I've now forgotten. The because guy with the reindeer. Oh yeah, yeah, of someone. course. Because I want like a happy man ending. Yeah. To all of my movies, it really annoys me because I don't want to want that, but I do. And I love how this movie turned that on his head because earlier on in the movie, when um, Anna uh, gets engaged to a guy she's only known for a day, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Everyone in the movie is like, "Are you missing? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on?" So I love how it turned that on his head. And then, of course, um, since people have actually said that Elsa, so the Ice Queen is like a gay icon because she's like coming out of the closet in the movie and she has no male interest I don't know much about that but I know that's like a big reading of this movie as well you know what that hadn't occurred to me but that might just be my proclensity for viewing all films as heteronormative you know what I mean that like it it never occurs to me that a character is queer unless we're explicitly told a character is queer yeah and I and I wonder if there was there's probably a lot going on I think we're going this way yes a lot going on in this movie almost not intended by the writers because apparently in the original movie Elsa was the villain and then when the writer heard Let It Go and she realised oh my god this is this character's I want moment and this character's actually a hero and then they rewrote the movie to make Elsa not the tip like in Disney movies typically the female villains are like evil stepsisters evil stepmothers etc witches so she had magical powers but wasn't an evil witch and that's actually very unusual yeah yeah it is so unusual there's so much I was like reading all these feminist articles on it earlier there's so much to talk about but um, I've managed to avoid all trailers for this or all spoilers for this have you in any reviews I haven't seen a single trailer for this even yeah I have seen a trailer but not a review no Um, I haven't seen anything about it and actually a friend of mine texted me the other day and said I just went to see Frozen 2 and I was like I don't want to talk about it do not talk about it Um, and I'm excited it's my first time meeting Rosemary we've been following each other on social media um, Rosemary's podcast is called How To Be Sound which you've had such good guests on that podcast you tell us about your podcast yeah so my podcast is basically me chatting to people that I think are sounder than me and that I think can give me advice on how to be better at life or how to be sounder in general um, and I've had Caroline Hirons beauty oh, guru Rose McGowan um, Louise O'Neill the amazing yeah, Irish author uh, YA author Louise O'Neill I'm trying to think now, now I'm suddenly going oh my god people are going to be offended that I've totally forgotten now Don't comedian comedian Grode Farley I loved your episode with Claire Hennessy oh yeah yeah, yeah that, that was really was nice um, yeah great podcast go over and listen to it um, and now we're in to see Frozen 2 it's the middle of the day I've taken a day off work to hang out with Rosemary so I'm very excited and we might be the only people in the screen judging by when I oh my god it. that would be great <laughs> Which, that would be great and I'm also hoping for no kids we need a good song though Oh, I think there's definitely going to be a good song. There better be. Um, All right. Okay. Bye. Has Elsa seemed weird to you? She seems like Elsa. There's this voice. Voice? What does that mean? Head for the cliff! Who's shaking the building? The kingdom is not safe. Find who is calling to you. They may have answers. Go north across the enchanted lands and into the unknown. We do this together, okay? Be careful. The spirits will challenge you every step of the way. Right, we're out. Frozen 2. Rosemary, what do you think? Oh, overall thoughts, then we get to spoiler street. Okay, okay. Um, this is going to be really unhelpful, but I'm not entirely sure. Okay. I didn't love it. 
I kind of felt like maybe we didn't need a sequel. I also felt like it was trying to wrap up a lot of loose ends from the first film that I feel like maybe didn't really need to be wrapped up. Mm -hmm. If you know what I mean? Like, I think it really fell into the trap of going, let's take every question people have from film one and try to answer it as best we can. And I felt like some of it was a bit unnecessary. It was also very dark, like visually dark. It was visually stunning, actually. And I did keep thinking, like, if you were were, were an animator on that film, you must have had the best time. Yeah, I mean, everything with Elsa was, like, incredible. Oh, it looked amazing. She was really annoying me. She was such a drainer. She was such a moan for about the first half of the film. Um, And I did feel like it was visually very dark. And there could, like, I don't know, maybe because it was... It seemed to be winter the whole time there. I mean, maybe it was kind of autumn-y. Whereas in the first one, there was, like, a spring that opened the movie before she got all icy yeah, and, and brought winter. Yeah, this definitely a Frozen autumn version, I think. Yes. Um, I don't know, like, was, was the first Frozen released in Christmas or was it released in summer? Because I wonder if it's been tailored to, you know, it's a Christmas release, so it's trying to be very Christmassy and wintry. I think it was released, like, similarly in November, I think. I just, I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I didn't, I, like, it wasn't as spectacular as the first one, and maybe because a lot of the ground had already been tread by the first one, so it wasn't doing anything particularly new or exciting for me and I did feel a bit like you were hit over the head with the sisters are more important than anyone else stick yeah if you know what I mean what did you think I think I liked it more than you um I definitely agree on the sequelitis thing and it's also very difficult if you've got like one of the most successful if not the most successful animated movie of all time yeah and you're trying to replicate that level of success (laughs) um so I, I appreciated the difficulties for them in that. Yeah, like like how do you add to something that's so successful and so incredibly well done? How do you add something to that without taking away from exactly. it? Exactly. And like it's Disney, they have to do it. Like they know they're going to make, you know, it's smashing box office record. It's making billions of dollars. But to be fair to them, I think funny I watched the um, little 8 minute short they made last year called Frozen uh Oh god, I can't remember the name of it, but it was an eight-minute short. I watched it yesterday in prep, uh, which was very, very mediocre. It was just kind of feeding the beast of these children who were obsessed with Elsa <laughs> and Anna. But no, I, re- I actually really like this. Like, I think it took a while to get going. Um, I liked. I mean, the sister stuff just makes me cry anyway, even though I know they're kind of manipulating me. Uh, I kind of like that again. Just the subversion of the fact that a man is spending the whole movie trying to get attention from his girlfriend and she's yeah, basically yeah, yeah. ignoring him. I did, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I did, did really that. like that. Yeah. And I mean, Olaf steals the show again. Like, oh, yeah. Every Olaf, scene with Olaf is so charming. Olaf was brilliant and they added a lot of like cutesy little characters. Like there was a scene with a baby reindeer that was adorable. Yeah. There was a little frog guy. They really played, like, they obviously felt Olaf was a real winner last time. So what else can we do that's like cutesy and adorable? Yeah. And, and like, I think they did that really, really well. They know what's like their bread's buttered on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I again, I visually I thought Elsa's stuff was amazing. Anna, ha, Anna had a decent storyline. Like, of course, it doesn't have the, like the first time I went to see Frozen, I didn't even know anything about it, and I, it was such a magical experience. But this one was like, I think it's a solid sequel. It this the big I think the big I want song was Into the Unknown, which certainly is stuck in my head. But that being said, I didn't leave Frozen one singing. Uh, let, it go. let it go like what's going to happen is this is going to be on loop and it will never escape our brains but it'll also depend on which song the kids pick up because from the movie I actually thought that and I can't remember the name of it now which is ridiculous but I actually thought that the main song was going to be the one where she's oh I'm um, show yourself where she's kind of walking through the, the, the ice cavern like no spoilers and just going like show yourself or whatever I'm ready you know whatever but it is but that was, was Into the Unknown her. no Into the Unknown was the one she was singing at the beginning from the balcony no 
When she was going, I'm ready to go into the unknown. Oh, God, that I don't was, even remember that. That was before they went to the forest. And then after they went to the forest, when she went to the cave. Oh, that's the big song. That's the big oh, song. Oh, I got them wrong already. But then, then <laughs> according to the credits, Into the Unknown is the big song, because that's the song that was playing throughout the credits. Oh. So I feel like that's the song that they're putting their money on. Oh, God, who knows? And it's funny, because for me in Frozen 1, uh, I know it's not called Frozen 1. The, the, my Love is an song. open door. Love is an open door and fixer upper. Oh my god, yeah. yeah, that's actually what I was gonna say. If I have to give a three word review, needs more trolls. Yeah, the, the trolls were woefully underused. Yeah, they were. Um, and it's an interesting one because the boyfriend character, uh, what's his name? Stefan? Christoph. Christoph, God, sorry. Sorry, Christoph. He's like very uninteresting. Um, He's very uninteresting. And yeah. it's also not. Um, I mean, I don't know why. Like, I need my Disney princes to be very beautiful. He's not. Like, he's not hot. He's and, rugged. Like, I know he's a cartoon, but like, I still think <laughs> Prince Eric is hot. So it's not like, you know, it's not unknown that I would find a cartoon attractive. He looks like um, Hercules. Do you remember the oh, Disney? Oh, he does look like Hercules. Disney, yeah, and it's something that we didn't mention in the, uh, as we were walking to the cinema. But it it is the big the from what I can think of the only really big. Disney hit in the last decade that's not been also a Pixar hit and it feels very Disney-y it like does, even yeah. the palace looks very hand drawn yeah 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 it has all the Disney elements it and looks I mean, like a Disney movie loads of parts of it felt very evocative of do you remember Fantasia was yeah. it was it Fantasia which is like such a long and boring movie but oh god it's painful all of the swirls and all of the beautiful kind of artistic stuff in the air like it was so stunning yeah and I do feel like they must have just had the best crack sorry can we talk about the, the Bohemian Rhapsody moment or do you think that's too spoilery I think we should probably get to Spoiler Street um, straight away def- yeah I think so but I would say like look if you've got a young kid and you're going to oh, go they'll love movie it. they'll love it the- there was a girl next to us crying oh my god it was so yeah, cute yeah there was another girl who was like narrating the movie to her mother which was yeah. very sweet yeah um, so I think your kids will really like it now oh sorry before we get to Spoiler oh. Street did you notice that there were way more people of colour in this in Frozen 2 than yeah. there were in, in Frozen 1 I did notice that because like as we sat down I was thinking okay like you know what's my kind of critical head and I have started to try to think of things in terms of gender and sexuality and race yeah. more than I ever would have before because I know as a white person it's not necessarily the first thing that comes to my mind but it should be yeah. and I did really notice it was such a striking difference like yeah. within the first scene I think yeah I noticed that as well and the other thing actually on it that again pissed me off is the body shapes of the oh my god the, the body women. shapes yeah because what really really upsets me about these movies is I know when I was young and I, I watched all of the movies I used to really think I'm so fat yeah. I look ugly I don't look like I really thought it like it wasn't yeah. just unconscious it was conscious yeah you really and, want to look just like them yeah. and like looking at them as an adult you're like there's no way those tiny legs could hold up that big head and I don't mean that in the way that people say that about actual humans like you this know there's, there's kind of a body shame but this is ridiculous yeah. this is like that Barbie where they're like you know she wouldn't be able to, to yeah. hold her lungs they look like Bratz dolls yeah um, and they wore their heels to the Enchanted Forest yeah, that which is me. very Jurassic <laughs> World of them and I did <laughs> really, not like it really annoyed me but yeah so and I, the last time I think Disney did that really well was with Moana where like a very strong oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, normal yeah. looking girl yeah uh, so I, I think they and it was criticism leveled at the first movie and I think they could have addressed it it's supposed to be five years later the girls could have just had different bodies yes or the other characters could have but they didn't go down that road and they kept Kristoff very big and muscly and the girls very skinny and I, yeah that actually upsets me because of all the movies if I had a daughter I'm like Frozen and Moana are the movies yeah. I show them maybe Tangled 
Tangled yeah, I can't remember that one, one actually. But with Mo- no, but sorry, not Tangled. Brave. Yes, for sure. Brave is good. Tangled stupid. But with this one, it's like yeah, but I still wouldn't. I don't like the body shapes, but I think I can yeah. get past it because there's other good stuff. Um, and like specifically having a little boy, I definitely um. Like, I want him to watch Frozen and Moana. I don't want him to watch... I, I pretty much wouldn't let him watch any of the other Disney princess movies. So, the de- you know, it feels... It still feels progressive. Like, it is all about the sisters. As you said, it looks visually more diverse. And But I think now I'm very glad to not have a kid of the age who'd be obsessed with this because I don't think I could watch it a hundred times like parents have done with the first one. But see, I think I could probably watch the first one a lot... Like, I could watch the first one probably once a month. Yeah. And kind of be okay with it. The second one... I mean, I just didn't feel like there were as many... Even like there weren't as many like incredible uh, earworm songs. Yeah, and they're also. I'm sorry. Also, it was a bit slow to pick up. It was. Yeah, it definitely got better in like the second act. Yeah, but I think it's such a hard job on the song thing. Like I could oh, imagine yeah. the pressure on the songwriters. Like I bet people actually wrote really good songs and everyone would listen and go. But it's not letting go. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What can we do? Like that song took over the world. It's had like what a billion views. But on there YouTube. were so. But sorry, like let it go. Fixer upper. Um, love is an open door. And do you want to build a snowman? Well, do you want to build a snowman? I don't actually like that one, but oh, I love but it. But I like the summer one. You know, Olaf's like summer song. Oh yeah, yeah, that's so cute. All my life I've been afraid no, that's of. love is an open door. Oh, sorry, okay. <laughs> it's like oh, I've always dreamed of summer. Oh yeah, yeah. Sun. <laughs> You're obsessed with love is an open door. <laughs> I do love that song, but I feel like if they had known there was going to be a sequel, maybe they would have kept one of those. Yeah, because there wasn't. But then, would there you wasn't keep one movie? of those in this film? Would you keep a song for five years? No, you probably wouldn't. Um, but yeah, Olaf steals the show. And interestingly, I had read statistics on the first movie that even though it's obviously like a notably feminist movie, over fifty percent of the dialogue was spoken by men, not women. In of the first one, of course it was because the and there was analysis done on all Disney movies. It's because even when there's female leads, and in this case, two female leads, the peripheral characters are still all male. Mm. Now I feel like they may have addressed that a bit in this movie because there was some more women like the mother was a, bit, a character yes, and there was like another woman in the forest so I feel yeah. like they might have addressed that a bit because when I heard that stat I was shocked I would never have thought that just from, from having from Frozen 1 from Frozen 1 yeah well I, I think it's because Olaf kind of reminds me of one of my nephews he just talks non-stop yeah so he steals a lot of the like, dialogue he never scenes. stops talking and like it's funny but you can imagine how you'd be, your head would be wrecked with actually <laughs> your little snowman friend he's so cute though so okay cute. we're on to spoilers for Frozen 2 now so don't listen <laughs> you want to find out what happens if you don't want to find out what happens at the end of Frozen 2 um, what Bohemian Rhapsody scene are you talking about I'm talking about him singing with the reindeer um, oh, Christoph's whole yeah. song so Christoph has it's the so most bad. bizarre song it's not a good song no. he sounds like he's in the Backstreet Boys he I looks like he's Westlife. in the ba- yeah oh well actually it's very Westlife <laughs> caliber not even Backstreet Boys and he also keeps like the dancing is weird <laughs> the like supporting cast yeah. of the reindeer is weird it was very odd oh, it's so odd and he's doing a really weird voice and I just could have done without that entire scene yeah that was really bad and it was like stop trying to make Christoph happen like I feel like Kristoff's only in the movie because they feel like little boys need a male character but what I really I'm sorry now, I just realised you've lovely white runners on these, these white runners are filthy so okay, don't worry about it because um, I'm bringing Rosemary through Clapham Common which is really muddy um, it has been raining yeah um, but yeah I felt like I, I enjoyed the plot of the fact that the whole movie Kristoff's just trying to ask you to marry him yeah, and but she's I really hated, him. I really hated that they got around to it in the end. Yeah. Like, I wish they had just had a kind of a funny scene where he tried to do it again at the end and she was like, I'm so glad we're all together and it ended. Yeah. I was like, I don't feel like we needed a proposal yeah, to end the film. I, I thought that too, especially because it was so neatly wrapped up that, like, it just felt like 
someone in Disney Corp was like listen she needs to be engaged by the end of this movie because you didn't do it in the last one and we let you get away with it <laughs> but like this I al- little girl needs to be married I also was really curious about the sleeping arrangements in the castle Same. like when they're Does playing he, do they just like are they allowed of like casual unmarried sex they must I mean it's Scandinavia <laughs> for the love of God of course they are and I really got excited in Elsa's big I want scene that I've forgotten the name of the song because that was brilliant. I mean, it was spectacular. Elsa's like traveling across the sea on like a Pegasus of ice. It looked incredible. And she gets there and she's singing the song and about finding somebody. And in the end, she finds herself, which is a lovely message. But I had thought, oh my God, it's going to be another woman. So had I. And then they're going to so confirm this theory that Elsa's gay. Yeah. And that would have been amazing. But actually, that she found herself is lovely. That is lovely. But I also, I mean, this is part of me like wanting a romantic ending. Although I was giving out the, about the proposal two minutes ago. So I'm very... Uh, oh yeah. By the way, awkward. I hated the proposal, but I still cried. So oh my that's God, my I, MO. I actually, because I, I turned to you at one point to kind of go, this is ridiculous. And then I was like, is that, is that a tear? I was like, I better, I better be nice about this. Um... I thought that when so Anna sends Elsa this letter at the end and I thought that when Elsa got the letter she was going to open it like in bed with her lesbian lover <laughs> because I was sure that she was going to fall in love with the girl from the forest who was like had some weird like honey lane or something some weird name no but that girl was with the male the forest equivalent of Kristoff was I she? Think. I thought he was her brother oh I don't know in fact I was confused as to why they were introducing us to bit characters from the forest I was like, why are they telling us their names? I mean, maybe they're setting us up for like a little spin-off yeah, TV movie because be Disney it. Plus has just launched in the US and is about to launch in Ireland and the UK in what, March? Yeah, so that makes if sense, they had actually. any sense, they'd be lining us up for some oh, yeah, spin-offs. It's like randomly if we just walked by someone here, introduced them on the podcast <laughs> and left them again. Like, it made no sense. And then next week it was like, the cinema introduces yeah, exactly, which a is cinema not a production. Idea. A cinema production of this random stranger. <laughs> but yeah, there was... A, and then there was a couple of things that didn't make sense. Like, okay, I love that it all led back to the mother. But then why was the mother in the first movie... Oh my God, sorry. So mucky. Um, <laughs> poor Rosemary leaves Ireland for a week to come here. Um, the, why was the mother saying, conceal, don't feel, and wear gloves all the time oh, and yeah. hide your powers? There were, sorry, there were definitely some, some, co- some continuity problems. Because at the very opening of this scene, Anna and Elsa are playing with... Elsa's powers which in the first movie she was made hide from Anna no but only after she um, froze her she hurt Anna's head and Anna fell so this was obviously oh. predating that bit oh but but the parents were always like conceal don't feel don't show your stuff but then this was about the mother singing to her to embrace her powers so I was like so maybe the mother was just a bit like you might as well be hanged for a sheep as for a lamb it's out now <laughs> so you know go all the way yeah go first you've taken the gloves off just yeah. let it go um, and they actually did a, a really good thing where um, oh, I'm literally sliding around in the mud here um, they did a brief thing where uh, Elsa like kind of walks through a hall of mirrors of her past and she sees a video of herself singing let it go and she goes Ugh. oh yeah 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 Elsa. that was really good because that was just very natural that was like you know when you hear yourself yeah on you know sometimes if you hear yourself on the podcast or whatever you see a photo of yourself that you're not expecting to see you're like oh I got it away from me it was and because it was a really high note and sometimes um, actually I'm, I'm conscious here we should speak slow down because I tend to speak very quickly when I meet people from Ireland and oh, then people fair. from England can't understand and I us. speak very quickly anyway uh, we, we were Dave was like editing an episode of the podcast recently and we listened back and I was like oh my god I sound so shrill and Dave's like what like that's your voice (laughs) (laughs) and I could see how Anna would hear or not Anna uh, Elsa would hear herself singing let it go oh yeah and think (laughs) and also I'm obsessed with her makeover by the end of this movie 
I thought she looked amazing. Well, she looked amazing, but yeah. I'm kind of, I'm like, do, do we don't need a makeover? That's like 100% not the point. We already had the, like, she can now ride a fairy ice horse. <laughs> she doesn't need a makeover as well. And then El- Anna got a makeover when she became queen. Yes. Uh, basically just her hair tied up. But I-, I did like that Anna became, that they're both queens now. Yeah, but then um, everybody in the village was wearing blue, which I couldn't really understand. There was this, like, sea of blue. Just made me think of blue shirts, so I'm sure that wasn't the intention. Oh, God, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I, I mean, don't think it was a political message, but I was a bit like, why is everyone in a <laughs> uniform all of a sudden? I read a theory online that, um, not not a theory, but someone saying, because this is very obviously autumnal and the last one was all winter, that they're going to do, like, four seasons of Frozen. Oh, um, God. But, I mean, hang on. So that means by the time the fourth Frozen comes out, I'll be fucking 46. <laughs> but they'd be... Cr- like, Disney loves a cash cow, right? Like, we know, yeah, like, yeah, they release yeah. Star Wars every year now and they've ruined it for everyone. So, oh my God, we have to get out of the mud. Come here, we'll go um, We'll go on the grass. We'll just go on the road. Sorry, guys, it's going to be louder. Um, yeah, basically, they, they're going to really keep releasing it now. Or as you said, they've planted a very clever Enchanted Forest sequel. Did you feel the Enchanted Forest stuff was a bit thin? Because... The dad tells them about this incident in his childhood in Enchanted Forest, which was the intro to the movie, which is quite a boring opener. Yeah. And then we're supposed to care about that an hour later? Like, I don't care what happened in the forest, personally. I don't care what happened in the forest, really, but it was very clear from the opening that the Enchanted Forest was going to be the the side of the action. Yeah. You know what I mean? That it was like, okay, let's set this up, let's breadcrumb it nicely. It's quite nice, I guess, that the... Well, not nice, but... It was quite, again, for a Disney movie that their granddad turned out to be the villain. Yes. Yeah, yeah, quite I thought that was good. And I mean, if you look at the overarching me- message of Frozen, it could be, don't trust men. Yeah, don't trust we're, your granddad. granddad. And we had hands in the last one. It's literally, it don't trust your patriarchy, patriarchy, because your granddad's lying to you about well, history. actually, don't trust the uh, royals. Yeah. Which is a quite a timely message. That is true. <laughs> and then the mom and dad are like, at the start ooh the mom's like maybe don't tell them the story but then they don't even tell them the real story anyway oh yeah well I don't think the dad knew the real story so that's the whole thing isn't it that like the dad doesn't know at the time that it's his dad who's the bad guy right yeah I think he's kind of like you know not in on the secret or not in on the tactic that he just thinks they're there to be friends yeah I mean his dad is particularly evil but also only a man would bring his child to some kind of war zone where he's planning on fucking over his opponents. Like, honestly, a woman would never do that. That was actually really odd now that you say it. I hadn't thought of that. Um, but he's literally planning on this coup and he brings his son for the laugh. Yeah, that was weird. Um, but yeah, so I think overall, like, I think I liked it a bit more than you, but it doesn't sound like you hated it or anything. No, no, no. Yeah. I definitely didn't hate it. And, like, I wouldn't be saying don't go to see it. But I think, weirdly, knowing that we were going to talk about it afterwards, I was watching it with a critical eye and going, like, what, you know, w- what parts of this do I object to or what parts of this do I you know do I love what parts do I hate which I think ordinarily when I go to see a film I'm not necessarily thinking that yeah we find that a lot like the very rare occasions we watch movies that aren't for the podcast we're like oh this is so relaxing yeah yeah, you're not like mentally going oh I need to talk about that I need to talk about that and like I'm a really I'm really easy to please in the cinema like one of my favourite films of I think last year was uh, Dwayne Johnson's Skyscraper Oh, yeah. So my standards are not high. <laughs> you know what I mean? I thought that was a lot of fun. I mean, a rock action movie will always win. I just love him. But I think, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much done with Frozen. I say that in five years when they release Frozen Spring, I'll be there. 
<laughs> oh, but and it did pass the Bechdel test. Yeah, in like the first scene, to yeah, be fair. Yeah, yeah, you pointed that out because they start talking about a river. Yeah, Which, exactly. Also, sorry, the river story, the river song I didn't care about, the river story I didn't care yeah, about. same. The river, it's a frozen glacier, I don't care. Yeah. It's like we get it, Elsa will always need loads of water to make her plot relevant because she needs to freeze things. But visually, I was so entran- en- enchanted by that whole Elsa in the sea thing and what she did with her powers I mean it was amazing but I also just felt like Elsa is an Olympic swimmer like that had never been revealed to us before like before now she'd been skipping across the ocean as if she couldn't swim and then all of a sudden she's like diving down to the bottom with a plumb she's like why not I guess if you can control water you've no fear of it so it's a powerful yeah I mean I guess she can probably like freeze a bubble around her head to breathe if she needs to yeah I mean she's amazing her powers but thank you so That'd much for handy. coming. I'm so happy to have met you. And thank you, you for on. having me. Um, tell everyone where they can find you on Twitter and all that. Oh, I'm Rosemary McCabe. That's my name and that's my name. No, <laughs> that, that's my handle everywhere except I have an A in my Mac because my dad's an arsehole. So it's Rosemary M-A-C-C-A-B-E. Oh, is it normally the other way? Well, you, like most people who are McCabe would be M-C Cabe. Whereas I'm M-A-C-K, just to make things extra awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can find me on all social media. I have a website that I update about once every six months, rosemarymccabe.com. <laughs> and, and I also <laughs> share my writing, uh, three essays a week, on patreon.com slash rosemarymccabe, where I share every single week, every single cent that I spend. That so is my favourite bit. Nosy, yeah, the money diary is great. Such an easy read and it makes you go, ooh, what's she spending her money on? I think it makes people feel better because I nearly always spend m- more money than... Like, I think other people have mortgages and they have, like, car loans. And, you know, they're pissed off. They're like, God, I can't believe I spent 700 quid last week because I had to pay off. I had to pay my mortgage or I had to pay my car loan or I had to get the car fixed. Whereas I'm just, like, drinking coffee and spending <laughs> 650 quid. So I think I make people feel better. And you are a sponsor of our Patreon, aren't you? I am. You, and so exciting. When, um, when I first was chatting to you online, I was saying to Dave, oh, look, this really nice writer in Ireland, like, recommended us. And Dave seems to know the names of our patrons better than me because Dave's like she's Patreon and I was like no way she paid for our feed so thank you you're welcome you're the first outside of family patron we've had on the on the podcast oh very exciting for us Uh, so thank you Patreon Um, I mean I just think Patreon's such a great way for people who like your stuff to buy you a cup of coffee basically do you know what I mean that if somebody would meet you on the street and go oh my god you're Cathy from the cinema I love your podcast you know do you want to get a coffee and if they would pay then get yeah, in your Patreon go, except a coffee in London's about 10 quid so they wouldn't stretch they could buy me like a glass of tap water in a cafe <laughs> yeah but it but it just means they wouldn't even have to buy you a coffee yeah that to is buy true. you like two two dairy milk bars yeah well we love anyone who's on the Patreon um, so head over and don't forget to listen to Rosemary's podcast How Do We Sound uh, which is awesome okay bye bye I'm sorry secret siren but I'm blocking out your calls I've had my adventure I don't need something new Into the unknown, into the unknown, into the unknown. What do you want? ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
I'm Jesse Cruikshank, and I've always been told I have a face for podcasting. So I launched a podcast. It's called Phone a Friend because each week I'll break down the biggest stories in pop culture. But when I have questions, I get to phone a friend. I'll phone a royal watcher to find out why Prince Harry is acting like a real housewife. I'll phone a tween to please explain euphoria. And maybe I'll even phone a Backstreet Boy to find out if I still have a chance. I don't? Okay. New episodes drop every Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>